Dear Dr. Kenner, two years ago I drank too much at a family event and was unfaithful to Jill, my girlfriend of one month. I kissed and had intimacy with Mary, who is related to my sister by marriage. I confessed to Jill at the time. However, there are still tensions. When my sister visits, she mentions Mary, not to hurt my girlfriend Jill, but because she and Mary are good buddies. My sister says that she is not going to fake or lie or walk on eggshells and pretend that Mary doesn't exist just because of my infidelity. She doesn't feel she's being disrespectful to Jill either. However, Jill becomes livid and rude and calls me a coward for not telling my sister to never mention Mary. Jill and I are planning on moving in together, and I asked her if I could invite my sister over for Christmas. She would be staying with us. Jill initially said yes, but then said no. My sister couldn't visit until the spring. Here's the problem. Jill and I never worked through the infidelity. The event wasn't planned or desired, and if I could undo it all, I would. However, I can't. I'm ashamed it happened, and I've made every effort to make sure it doesn't happen again. I don't interact or speak to Mary. She has no bearing in my life. If my sister mentions her, hey, that's her business. It has no effect on me. However, Jill feels differently. She feels that bringing up Mary um, by bringing up Mary, my sister is disrespecting her. I don't think this is the case. It's causing a huge rift in our lives. We've discussed the event only a couple of times, but I think by having my sister around, Jill can't hide it, and all of the emotions come back up. I've asked Jill multiple times to speak with a professional or join me in counseling. So far, she's refused, and she also refuses to talk with my sister directly and says that I need to do that. Help me with this, Eddie. Eddie, I think you're on target. Uh, when when any of us feel betrayed, especially if we feel betrayed by the one we love, it can penetrate very deeply. You know, why don't they love me? Is it me? Or how could I have trusted him? Or can I trust him in the future? You know, your mind just gets bogged down with all these questions. And it's an awful, awful feeling. It feels like your world implodes on you. It affects your view of what? It affects your view of trust in a relationship. It affects your view of yourself. It affects your view of your partner. And it basically affects your view of your future. Can I have romance in my future? So you, it sounds like you've already done some healing because, hey, you're only dating for one month and Jill's still with you. But it sounds like there's still more to do. And that's the good part that you're acknowledging that, that your sister mentioning Mary is actually a trigger bringing up some unfinished business. Now, your sister could have more empathy. That wouldn't be a bad idea. And you guys have the right to draw boundaries. Um, but I can talk about that in a minute. So one of the things that you can do if she won't go to therapy is you can get books. One of them is After the Affair by Janice Abrams Spring. You can get that at my website, drkenner.com. And it's healing the pain and rebuilding a uh, trust when a partner has been unfaithful. Granted, it was only a one-shot deal, so the repair may be easier, but it won't be easier if you let it just stay dormant and neither of you are able to talk about this very difficult topic or get some 
uh, resolution to it over the years and move on. Uh, then there's another book, Getting Past the Affair, that you can also take a look at, or you may find some books on your own. Uh, but you, they give you specific ways to heal the hurt, and I think that that would be very helpful if Jill would be willing to read those. Um, also, working with one another to consciously repair the damage, not just assume that it will happen with time. You know, time heals all wounds. Time doesn't necessarily heal all wounds. And if she's feeling not valued, if she's feeling very defensive, if she feels like you're not defending her, then... It, then you want to work together and come up with some solutions to those moments. For example, if uh, your sister's over and she mentions this woman again, Mary, you could say, you know, it's better if you don't mention that here, or I'd prefer that you not mention that here. Or you could pull her aside. If you do it in front of Jill, I think Jill would feel supported. Now, maybe you do do that, but if you just say, I'm staying out of this, then Jill may not feel supported. Um, so the two of you want to work together uh, and figure out a, a way that works for both of you. And you also want to kind of, and you probably have done this many times over, but imagine how you would feel if the tables were turned. If Jill had had intimacy and kissed somebody at a family event who is still part of the extended family, and then you get together with one of her her sister, and her sister keeps bringing up this person because she's friends with her, uh, this guy. You know, how would you feel? I don't think it, I think when you put yourself in the other person's shoes, really allow yourself to get there. That that's healthy too. Um, one another thing you can do is in the book after the affair, it talks about high cost and low cost behaviors to repair any damage done. And in the category of high-cost behavior, it might be seeing your sister apart from Jill, just connecting with her occasionally but not letting her come in the house. That might be a, one of the consequences, but you guys would work on that. Um, then you want to be able to move on. And it sounds like Jill could use some assertiveness skills. She needs to give herself a voice if she wants to. Again, uh, you can't force this. But if she could learn how not aggressively to get livid but to say, say, if Sue, um, if your sister brings up this woman, Mary, you could, let's say your sister's name is Sue, you know, Sue, if, if Jill could say to her, you know, Sue, when you mention Mary, it brings me back to the trauma of feeling betrayed. I wish it didn't, but that is one of the consequences of that event. My guess is you've had situations in your own life where you've been hurt to the core, and you don't enjoy reminders of them during a joyous holiday celebration. I would so appreciate appreciate your sharing your information about Mary with others privately and not in my presence. I'd like to feel closer to you and perhaps if you understood the pain I went through and respected it, um, maybe we could get closer. Um, and then you want to strengthen your love with Jill, the last point. You want to focus on the playfulness and the connection and really make that strong. And I have a book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke, uh, The Selfish Path to Romance. You can check that out, SelfishRomance.com. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. 
My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels, and I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.